This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 20th, 2009. Located in the Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302 378-7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message. Good morning. In the 13th chapter of Luke, Luke is one of the writers who tells us about Jesus. Luke is in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. Well, in the 13th chapter of Luke, there's a story of a woman who has been crippled by a spirit. That's a little ass spirit. Not Holy Spirit, but a spirit. That's what Scripture tells us, a spirit. And she is bound by Satan for 18 years. Jesus comes by puts his hands on her, and sets her free. And she is no longer bound. Mm. So we're talking about this morning being unbound. Unbound, unbound from the sins that bind us. I'm Alan Jones. And I'm Carrie Jones. And we're two sinners who've been saved by God's grace in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Most holy God, I want to just thank you for the glorious day you've placed before us. I I pray that we will use it for your glory. Thanks for allowing us time to praise and worship you. I pray that you'll open our hearts to your spirit as we share in your word. Please bring transformation, new life in Christ. In his name and in your Holy Spirit we pray and Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Sin. Three letters, S-I-N, sin. Those things that we do that are in direct violation of God. Those things that we do that grieve God, that make God very, very sad with us. Sin. It's like when we break the Ten Commandments. It's just not what we do, the sin, those bad things. It's also some of the things that we don't do that, we're sh- that we should do. Things we do, things we don't do. And you know, it even goes deeper than those things that we do or those things that we don't do. Sin is anything that gets in the way of our relationship with God. Now, God doesn't leave us but that sin, we put up this, this, this alienation, this wall that, that alienates us from the Holy One, from Jesus. Sin are, is those things that separate us from even those around us, brothers and sisters, people who we care about. A really important part of sin is that it controls our destiny. And that's in direct opposition to what God wants for our lives. 
sin. Three letters. What letter is in the middle of sin? I. I. We put ourselves in the center of our own little world that we've constructed for ourselves, and it's all about us. We are oblivious to what God's plan is, and we just don't even deal with God. Sin. Sin is when, basically, we make ourselves our own. We become the God, little G God, of our own world. So the woman in this story that we started with this morning was... She was bound by a spirit, and again, not the Holy Spirit. There are other spirits, many other spirits. Bound by a spirit, and, and, and it says she was bound by Satan. And her body was bound in such a way that she was crippled. Scripture tells us she was crippled for 18 years. 18 years. When we look in the Bible and we get to know Jesus, we see Jesus freeing people from this time and time again. We see people who are bound up by sin. Example, Luke chapter 9. There's a, there's a man who calls on Jesus because his son is laying out in convulsions. He's filled with a spirit, little s spirit. And it's, it's like he's convulsing. It's not like he was convulsing and foaming at the mouth. The boy was bound until Jesus freed him. Hmm. I got to see this firsthand a few years ago when I was on a mission trip to India. We, uh, uh, we preach many places, but one place in particular they call the, the Church of the Demoniacs. And they call it that because all the people there who have been saved have been saved from demons, from demons under the control of Satan. And so it was a very interesting night when, when we got to preach there, and then afterwards I was just kind of sitting on the platform, and a friend who's a missionary was there, and it was so cool to watch him. He's just very calmly, this woman's like writhing around on the floor, and he's just... This Bible just, in the name of Jesus, in the name of, I'm going, wow, that's incredible. And then uh, somebody comes and said, oh, they want to pray with you. I went, uh-oh. <laughs> and there was like three people, and about the third woman in line, I think, had the same thing that this woman who was riding around on the floor had. And so I got to calmly call on the name of Jesus, because it wasn't anything about Alan at all. But what was incredible was to watch Jesus in action as he took this person who had been bound, and Christ was able to unbind her. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, we don't really see that around here, do we? We wonder why. But, you know, actually, we do see it. We absolutely do see it, but Satan is a lot more subtle than seeing somebody laying in convulsions, foaming at the mouth. Now, in our culture, in this day and age, Satan is so subtle and works in these quiet and unassuming ways in our lives. And the truth is, the truth is that we are just as bound by our sin as that 
as that woman who was crippled by the Spirit for 18 years. We are just as bound by our sin as the boy who was thriving, you know, laying there in convulsions. We are just as bound by our sin as those people in the church of the demoniacs. We are just as bound by sin, if not more. And here's why. Because so often we do not recognize sin. In our culture, it's like, go do that. It's okay. Everybody's doing it. Oh, that's the norm now. Fine. Let's call it what it is. It is sin that we get involved in, and it just sort of worms its way into our lives, and everybody's doing it, therefore it's okay. Well, it is still sin. Oh, nobody will see me do this. This is a little secret. It's sin. We don't realize how binding sin can be in our lives because so oftentimes we don't even recognize it when we're in it because it's been normalized. You know, um, just because we aren't crippled up physically, it doesn't mean we aren't crippled up spiritually. Just because we aren't convulsing here in this place on the floor and foaming at the mouth doesn't mean that we aren't convulsing inside. We are still bound by sin. There's a scripture that we find in John chapter 8. And um, here, here it is. I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. I don't know about you, but as I read that, um, we're all in this. None of us are perfect. We are going on to perfection, praise the Lord. That's what Christ does for us. But, but we're all in this. So this scripture in John is really important. In fact, let's say it again together. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave to sin. Let's think about that for just a minute. Slavery. You know, the Hebrew people were enslaved for about 400 years. Enslaved by the Egyptians. And when they were enslaved, that meant that they didn't get to choose what they were going to do or where they were going to go. What that meant was Pharaoh chose what they were going to do and where they were going to go. And Pharaoh wasn't concerned with them being all they could be. He was concerned with them seeing that he was all he could be and that his nation, Egypt, was all it could be based on what he could get out of their labor. And so that, that, that slavery meant that, that they were constantly told by somebody else what they were going to do, and where they were going to go. As slaves, their, their freedom was non-existent. That's because slavery and freedom are mutually exclusive concepts. They don't occupy the same territory. When you get one, basically, you don't get the other. And so, if we are slaves to sin, it means that it controls us. It binds us. It, 
we are we lose our freedom because of that sin and that is not beneficial in our lives that that's not in our best interest to operate in that realm because it's not good for us if we are slaves to sin we are bound we are bound mm. so let's take a couple minutes talking this idea about being bound or binding and and, and, and in connection with that, I, I want to talk about one of the seven wonders of the world. What, for me, other than central air conditioning, is probably the greatest invention of the 20th century. Uh, many of you gentlemen, anyway, <laughs> many of you gentlemen, anyway, will agree with me. Uh, don't leave home without it. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, um, we are a teaching church, so I did a little research for you this morning. This was first invented back in World War II, 1942. It was invented to be a water-resistant sealant for ammunition cases. How many knew that? There you go. You're welcome. Okay. (laughs) But the Army found that it could be used for so many other things, like holding Jeeps and guns together and airplanes. Have you ever been on one of those airplanes that's being held together with one of the, or felt like it? Even aircraft. This is some really, really good stuff. They, I, found, I read about one duct tape. It's called hurricane tape because it will withstand 100-mile-per-hour winds. Can you imagine that? This stuff's absolutely incredible. I'll tell you a good story. When we were in Seaford, I had a riding mower. I don't know why because all I had was sand. There wasn't any grass, but I, I went out and cut the sand every other week. Anyway, we had this little tree, this little magnolia tree somebody had given us. It was about that, that tall. And... Um, I was kind of lazy. I didn't want to have to come back and trim up, so I cut kind of close to the tree this one day. I cut real close to the tree. I cut very close to the tree. When I got done, the tree, instead of being like that, was like that. You with me? I thought, man, I don't want to, that's going to be a pretty tree. And the, you know, the only way they did it, I read about when I was in like bio class or whatever, you like uh, take string and wax and all that. Uh-uh. I ran into the garage. <laughs> when, when we moved from Seaford, that tree was 20 feet tall. My biggest concern was where the tape was that we're going to have a trunk like this and then it was going to go back like that and then back out. But, but the tape managed to kind of fall away over the, you know, the several years. But, you know, tape. This is, and so we're going to use this today as a, as a metaphor for the binding power of sin. I've asked Barry McDonald to come on up and, and give us a hand with this concept of he did such a good job at car wash yesterday, Barry. You know, no good deed goes unpunished. So here we go. And see, see the challenge with sin, you know, it's like, you know, when, when our feet go where they, where they shouldn't go sometimes. Uh, maybe they go into a place they shouldn't be going into, or maybe, maybe you leave a place or a relationship or whatever that you shouldn't be leaving. And, and so that's sin, and, and we're just going to represent that with this tape and how it might bind our feet as a result of that, right? This stuff's so good, man. Look at that. Look at that stuff. Wow. But it's the, it'll bind us up there. And, and then how about our hands? Maybe your hands have been someplace where they shouldn't have been. Maybe they've touched someone they shouldn't have touched. Or maybe they've... Maybe they've uh, uh, dealt with some money they shouldn't have dealt with, or maybe they've been, uh, there's all kinds of things our hands do that they ain't supposed to do. 
Do I get an amen to that? Really good you shaved off that soul patch last night, Barry. <laughs> Isn't it good I warned him what we were going to have in store today? He said, well, it's either I'm shaving it or you are. I guess I will. But you know, sometimes the things that come out of our mouth are sin, aren't they? Oftentimes. And, 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 and as such, then, they can be binding, and that sin can bind us as well. And, uh, you know, I could go on, and we could do his eyes, and, you know, we could, we could actually duct tape him, but this is representative. <laughs> he can't even laugh. See, that's the trouble. <laughs> we can duct tape him. We could duct tape him solid from head to foot, couldn't we? And just let this represent that, you know, when we sin, it's not just it's head to foot. We're all in, aren't we? We're all in. You know, when we talked about this image and that we were going to do this, I have to admit that I, I felt really uncomfortable with it. The, the imagery of, of being so bound, like, made my heart do this, this kind of thing. And, and we thought about, well, you know, maybe we'll just do his hands or maybe we'll just do his feet. But that doesn't really work because sin is all-encompassing and we don't want to water it down. That's what we do too often. That's why we're talking about this because we water it down too much. You see, sin is sin and God doesn't want us to be involved in things that we shouldn't be involved in. But God calls us to live a life pure and holy and consumed by the Spirit. Not the Spirit that the woman was consumed with, but the Holy Spirit. And to be directed by the steps of God, for God to order our steps. And so, here it is. We we see this very visual example of being bound by sin, a sin that separates us from God, a sin that alienates us, that keeps us from living the life that God desires for us. Mm. As Gary says, it doesn't bind us just like, oh, it's just a little sin. <laughs> Not. It doesn't just bind us a little. It binds us from head to foot. And when it binds us, we can go right back to those same things, the hands, feet, and mouth. When we're bound in sin, then we're unable to be the hands and feet of Christ as Christ would want us to be. And we are unable to fully proclaim, as we're called to do, proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ when we're bound up, taped up, as it were, by sin. Doesn't seem like that big a deal at the time, but the truth is it's a very big deal. It's a huge deal when it does this, binds us in this way, and keeps us from being the one that Christ calls us to be. Bound and enslaved by sin. It's, it's a part of all of our lives. And that's why we're here. It's a part of, of our lives. Um, 
Barry, I, I know you can't talk to me, but you're, you're a pretty strong guy. You know, Nod your head. <laughs> you're, um, you're strong. You're, you're tough. Can, can you get out of this bind all by yourself? No, doesn't look like it. And see, that's our challenge as well. We can't get ourselves out of the bind. We cannot unbind ourselves under our own strength, our own um, smarts, our own profession, our own titles, our own money. We cannot get out of our own sin. We cannot save ourselves. I don't care how much time we spend coming to church. I don't care how much time we spend doing good works. I don't care how much money we drop in the offering plate or bag. That's not what does it. We can't do things to save us. We cannot save ourselves from sin. We can be better than Mother Teresa. I don't know how that works, but anyway, we can be better than Mother Teresa and we still can't save ourselves. I can preach to thousands more than Billy Graham, and that still does not cut it. I cannot save myself from my sin any more than Barry can get himself out of this bind that he is now in. The challenge with metaphors, which we're using this tape as a metaphor, sooner or later they always break down. There's always a... And that's what I'm hearing, because... I could tear this tape off of Barry, but I want you to imagine that this is super-duper Allen-can't-break-it duct tape. Because what that represents is this sin that binds us, not only can we not save ourselves, but somebody else, human, can't save us either. I don't care how faithful I am. I don't care how often I pray. I don't care how close I'm walking with Christ. I can't save you, just as you can't save me, just as this is that super-duper duct tape. I can't break Barry out of it, no matter how much I wish I could. It ain't going to happen. We're good. I said it all. I said it all. So, we know that we can't break somebody free from sin. We are not the save. We aren't somebody else's savior. Oh, do we try to do that? We are. We have this savior complex sometimes, and we're going to go save this person from themselves. Here's the truth. The truth is that nothing, nothing we can do can save somebody else, but it's Jesus. Jesus is the only person who can save us from ourselves. Jesus is the only person who can save us from sin. Jesus is the only one who can unbind us. It's Jesus and Jesus alone who sets us free sets us free from the sin that binds us, from the sin that keeps us from the life that Jesus has to offer for you and for me, a life that is full and a life that 
gives us peace when nothing else can or no one else can. And it's a peace that only comes from God. Jesus is the only one who can free us. Mm. And the part of this that is a real challenge sometimes for us to understand is that this is already done. Sometimes I pray and I have to catch myself because my prayer would be something like, uh, Christ, please forgive me for my sin. If you think about that, that prayer doesn't make sense. He did that 2,000 years ago. He did it before I was ever born. He forgave me. I've been forgiven. He died on the cross. He, he did the job. My, prayer, my sins have been forgiven. The challenge is, <laughs> have I accepted that? Am I aware of that? Am I, am I letting that happen? It's a done deal, but am I recognizing that it's done? There's a great piece of Scripture from the Old Testament, hundreds of years before Christ, but it just speaks to what happened on the cross there because it's God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And here's what God says to the people. He says, um, Isaiah 44, 22, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have For I have redeemed you. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. It doesn't say return to me, and if you do, I will redeem you. Return to me, and I have redeemed you. He's already redeemed us. The work is already done. When Christ willingly went to the cross for us, and willingly gave up his spirit and said, it is finished, that covers us. And so Jesus did all that was needed for our salvation. We can't do anything for it. Jesus did everything that was needed for our salvation. We can't add anything to it. We've been forgiven. We've been redeemed. That means the price has been paid for you. We've been saved. We just need to take that in, to believe it, to claim it, to remind ourselves of the depth of that love that Christ has for each one of us. So if we've already been redeemed, why are we still bound up? Why are we still got the tape on? That doesn't make sense. Well, the reason is because we're real good at saying no. No, thank you, Jesus. I got it covered. I can take care of this myself. I know right now I can't, but if I work at it hard enough and long enough, I can get this tape off or I can get somebody to help me. I can find something to scratch this tape off. I can do it by myself. No, thank you. But that's not the truth, is it? And Jesus is just waiting for us to say, here, can you break the tape? Can you... Can you see like Barry? He's not hiding. He's not pulling away, is he? Because he wants this tape off. He wants a little bit of freedom here. That feels good, doesn't it? It'll be real nice. I'll take this one off next. He can talk. He can. Now he can even be the hands. 
don't you just like this imagery of being so bound is suffocating. We suffocate ourselves with sin. You know, the challenge, is, there's a couple challenges. So we, we allow Jesus, it's, okay, Jesus, unbind me. I, I'm here, I, I'm giving myself to you, take it away. But we do that for a moment. We're like, okay, here it's yours. Oh, oh, wait a minute, I need to get it back. And then we, we hold on. We hold how many times have I given Christ this, this one area of my life? I'm talking personally now, this one area of my life, and it's like, oop, that's good for a day, but I'm going to take it back. Instead, instead, what if we worked really hard at not taking it back and, and really getting rid of that sin that we cling to? So desperately. Yeah. As long as Barry's holding on to this, he's still bound, isn't he? Why don't you put that in the trash? But see, the other challenge is this. Um, he's probably got a little residual on his face there because that duct tape has some real sticky junk on it, right? I was going to bring some goo gone in. That smells good. It's a, it's a citrus base. It's not petroleum. I think it's, it would have been good. You would have enjoyed the aroma. But then I thought about it, and that would have been really unreal. Because oftentimes when we get, Christ takes the tape off, there's still some residue from our sins. Not that he doesn't remove all of our sin, but there are consequences. And God doesn't magically wave that little wand and say, oh, everything you did is okay now. No, I remove your sin, you're forgiven. But that doesn't mean we're going to magically make all the consequences of that sin disappear. But the beauty is, is Christ with us, we're going to get through those consequences. Because as Christ said, I'll be with you. We're going to trade burdens. Mm, yeah. I'm going to carry yours, and you're going to carry mine. And trust me on this, the, the one you're going to get to carry is a whole lot lighter than the one I'm taking to the cross. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, wow. I don't know why. We, we, we seem to enjoy being bound up, even though when we think about it, that's not real enjoyable. You take the tape off, and we like to grab it back. and Pray that you'll allow us just to dump it at the cross and walk away and realize that new life that you promise that fresh start, that born again, that, that, uh, that new creation in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. Please help us, strengthen us, allow us to, 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 to be the one that you would call us to be. Help us to quit saying no to the life that you offer. It's in Christ and in his Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. And so... We're going to close this service with, um, with a little time of contemplation. That, that means quiet time. It's a time to maybe do a, an inventory, time to get real with God. 
You can do that in your seats. You can do that on the steps. We have a great room. I hope, I hope you'll take advantage of this room. It's up the ramp, room six. We've transformed that room into a sacred space. It's, it's a prayer room. So you can have additional time there. You know, a lot of us have been walking with God for a long time. Jesus is our Savior. But um, I know I still have sin. And um, there are things that I need to really pray about and to give it to God to free me. And so this is your time to do that as well. Um, we're going to have duct tape up here, and you're invited, if, if you're led, to come up, to take a piece of duct tape. You, you might want to put it in your hands, pray about whatever it is that represents your sin, and then crumble it up when you're ready, and give it to Jesus. And then when you're ready, um, you're invited to go, to leave, to go to the prayer room, to, to hang out here. But this is your time, and we really we want you to take advantage of this time the way that that is good for you. So we, we do have time. Hmm. On the other hand, some of you um, uh, maybe have never really said, uh, hey, Jesus, come <laughs> cut my tape. Uh, Jesus, I don't have this relationship that I keep hearing about, but I, you know, I know some of you here this morning, the Holy Spirit is drawing you into that relationship. And I know right in your heart right now, you're going, mm, oh, I don't know about this thing. I know the Holy Spirit's saying, yeah, He's drawing you into that relationship with Christ. And, and you're feeling kind of fearful, and you might not know why, and that's a good question. Why would Gosh, why would I be fearful? What have I got to fear? Maybe it's, I don't know, uh, a fear of the unknown. What, what's Jesus going to do? What's this new life going to be like? Uh, I'm comfortable in this old life, bound up as I am. At least I know what the binding's all about. Well, you can trust me on this one. The freedom <laughs> trumps out the binding every time. Every time. So don't be fearful this morning if you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to that relationship with Christ. You might not even know who the Holy Spirit is, but you just know in your gut something's saying, today's the day. Today's the day. Listen to it. As Carrie said, maybe it's up the steps. Maybe it's right there in your seat. Maybe it's up there in room six. Maybe you want somebody to walk you through it, you know. What do you pray? Maybe you start with, here I am, Lord. Here I am. And maybe you just, maybe you've never admitted that you are a sinner. That's a good place to start. Say, God, uh, you know it, and now I know it. I'm a sinner. And, and the truth is, I know I can't save myself from my sin. And that sin is keeping me from you and from the life that you offer. I can't do it myself. So, from what I understand, Jesus is the one that can do this for me. Jesus, I need you to cut that tape. It's binding me. 
And here again, maybe, maybe there, you can think of specific things. Maybe there's some sin in your life that's just getting in the way and you want to come up and take a piece of this tape and just pray over it and give some thought to what it is that's keeping you from the life Jesus is offering you. Pray about it. We call it the dump <laughs> right there at the cross. There's no better place to let it go. Maybe today's the day. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. If you would like more information about what you just heard, or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening, and may this be the greatest week of your life.